Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezah Hashem, BPM number 19, that means Bayis Panimi, Shear for Men, Shear number 19. Um, we started to talk about the frequency of Aina, and we can continue now before going on to the next uh, topic of it. And again, just to say this Akdama, and I really need to say it again, that this, what we're talking about now, about the frequency of Aina, is just a general guideline, and... Of course, if you have any shyness pertaining to these things that you're not comfortable with from what you're hearing or want to have questions about it between yourselves to ask a Mayra, to ask a Paisik. These Shiorim in particular, whether it's frequency of Aina or these subject matters, come with an added achrayas, a weight on my shoulders that I don't take lightly, um, knowing that I am not a Paisik. And therefore, I have to be very careful how I word things here, how I say things here, and not Cholila ever to be Nechshel. And I daven have special Siat Deshmaya, always in all Shiurim and Shalom Bayis, but in particular in these particular things. And I need you to help me and be partners in this, which means to understand that these Shiurim are for people to get the general guidelines of things, to understand. Hashkaf is based on the sources that are brought here. And to realize that it's, it's so people, because people are so different and their mahalach is so different that there are different approaches to everything. And here the purpose is simply to give a general guideline and hashkaf of it. But of course, it's very important that if you have any questions about it or the things that were said that, you know, uh, you know, you want to clarify to really talk to a, a Rav, a Mayra Rav about it. We ended off speaking last time, and it's a very important point, that if a couple on their own have difficulties pertaining to finding that healthy balance of frequency of their sexual intimacy between one another, and if they have difficulty resolving it on their own, not to be shy, not to keep it inside, but to have that courage to choose a Mayra that has sensitivity to this and privately go to him, even though it's Dovashavitsina, but over here Taira Anitzarach and it's Litayalas for the purpose of helping your own Shalom bias and working things through. So it's definitely something that is encouraged. Now, we have here that during Shana Rishina very often. People may have a strong desire to engage in intimacy very often, and that's actually very, very normal. And they need to be told that they don't need to feel bad about it. Even if they find themselves mutually engaging in intimacy every night, and sometimes if he has time and she has time multiple times a day, they should not feel bad about it. And, you know, it's... You know, he brings some sources, Balaturim, he, well, I'm just giving the sources, I didn't look at it inside yet. Balaturim and Parshish Kiseitse, Perach of Dalid, Pasuk Hay, the Prima Godim, Simen, Reish Mem, and Eish Lavram, Sikot and Gimel. He brings down Tzitzel, Yezach, Helek Yud, Simen Yud Gimel. Certain sources that he brings down, which I honestly did not re- look into those sources yet, that indicate that even Likatchila, a couple engaging in this way in Shana Rishayna is not a bad thing, not a not an unhealthy thing, 
when they engage in intimate intimacy more than what we would generally call the norm. But as time moves on and things dwindle, the desire goes down somewhat, life happens, stress happens. Nevertheless, it's, it's important to try to aim to a minimum of two times a week. Not as chayk v'layavar, it's a general parameter. You know, marriages go through various tekufais and stressful tekufais. And, 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 and they go through tough times sometimes. If you have chalila, it shouldn't happen to anybody. If one of the husband or wife, that one of their parents is chalila very ill and they're running back and forth from hospitals and they're under a lot of stress. And the re- emotional reactions to this could be one out of two ways. Sometimes that may spur that stress and that may spur that they need that more to be feel that closeness to each other and turn to each other. And sometimes they need their space in that stress and they need to, you know, that they, you know, can't, were not comfortable having relations, you know, the twice a week or whatever it is. But again, it has to be with full rishus from one another. And so there are reasons sometimes where it happens. There are reasons, even if, let's say, someone decides to set a minimum two, minu- two, two times a week in intimacy, there'll be reasons in matzavim where it'll sometimes be less. There are reasons in matzavim where sometimes there'll be more. And again, the idea being is there has to be constant communication and, and to understand each other's natures. People sometimes are built with a stronger need for tashmish and need it more often than others. We explained in other shiurim that doesn't mean you're a lower person because you have a stronger need. It doesn't mean you're a higher person if you have a, a lower need. It has nothing to do with that. There is inherently in physical realm a certain teva in a person, man or woman, that either has a stronger need or a less stronger need for tashmish. And therefore, that, that is something that is part of really connecting. But I will say something interesting that we brought up when we were talking about the letters of the stipler. And he, in Igris Yud, he writes down in Igris Kodesh, there's a series called Igris Kodesh. I have it in the PDF. I could send it to you again. We, we went through these um, letters that very often someone who falls into a depression and in some cases, even, you know, serious depression. And he talks, the stipler talks about how mitzvah's aina could actually be a refuah to, to at least, of course, you need professional help. Let's put it, get it out there. If someone's in a serious depression or suicidal type of feeling with them, they need that professional help, okay? This uh, 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 aina will not heal that. You need that professional help. But it's brought down that there is a refuah to it. And the stipler says from his own experience, he experienced, he says the story, he says someone, a husband, a, a man fell into a strong depression and, um, and, and then he, while he was talking to him, he realized that because he learned Sifrei Musr without the proper hadracha from Gedolim or Rabbeim teaching him the right way, he was not being Mekayim, it's his Aina properly, and he was only doing it once a week on Shabbos, like what we talked about before. And also with a lot of Kavana, and Dafka by Chatzais, and Dafka very quickly. And the stipler from the discussion with this person recognized this is what he did. And the stipler instructed him to be marbin the mitzvah 
even three afila gimel vidala pumin bishwa, even three or four times a week. Vafila biyoiser and even more. Ovekira with a closeness, the chibuk, the nishuk, and with embracing and with kissing. And he says that what happened was he took his advice and he became completely healthy. So he saw from this that this is from the Yaivitz originally gave this Eitzah. That the Atzas Yaivitz is very often doing Aina properly and often the right way. And again, this clearly, when you read this, is not just the physical sexual release of this physically. But there, with the chibuk and nishuk and kirov, there's an emotional connection. This is something I was told by Amayre Ra, a fascinating thing, and it's a remiss to it. It is brought down very often. People who suffered heart attacks, and now they're recuperating, they sometimes fall into depression. And that, and it's Marum is interesting in a pasuk. It says how Roy Lev, he heals those of broken hearts. And restores or gives healing. So he teaches it. As someone who heals heart attacks. And, 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 and heals their depression. And very often, of course, you ask a doctor how, how, um, how much after a heart attack it's safe to have marital relations. So you clear that part out of the way, that it's completely safe. But once you know it's completely safe, they, were, they, 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 they basically this Rav instructed and, and basically said, you know, she was Tahar, he was still in the hospital to ask permission and grant permission for him to, her to sleep with him, to be with him in the hospital, Bakira Basar and everything, and that aided a lot in his healing of his depression. So that's not something to take lightly. The idea behind this is it takes a certain Chachma it takes a certain understanding to calibrate properly this frequency that we talk about. Not to hesitate to call a Rav or, or a Rebbe or any experienced, reliable mentor, a from health professional if you need to. It's extremely private, but here there's a special Indian to do, to do this, to talk with one another about it. And before we go to the next topic, I want to talk about the frequency pertaining to pregnancy. Now, aspects of pregnancy that we're not going to talk about in this year, but Bez Hashem will try to address in different shiurim, is we know that in the early stages of pregnancy, very often the wife feels not good at all, very nauseous, and, and, and just they, she feels she has a rough time. Many women in the beginning of pregnancy has to be dealt with sensitivity. You also have situations where the doctor forbids relations in some risk-type, situations with pregnancy. Those situations, Belin Adder will try to discuss in different shiurim. Now I'm talking about something else. Now I'm talking about the the, the stage of pregnancy, whether it's a, it's a healthy pregnancy, maybe the wife wasn't feeling well in the beginning of the pregnancy, but six weeks or two months or whatever, the time passed where the nausea goes away and she's feeling fine now. And very often in those that five-month period of the last, or the six-month period of the nine months, where they are, she is tahar, and they're always, there's no nida anymore, there's no monthly cycles, and they're physically available to one another. And very often, in certain stages of pregnancy, the sexual desire for a, a pregnant woman is heightened. Now over here, again, like we talked about in last year, 
if you see from your wife that there's a heightened sensitivity that she needs that aina, that physical intimacy more, in some stages of pregnancy, like we said, some stages could decrease the desire and some stages could actually increase it tremendously, higher libido for whatever reasons. And if you see and you sense that your wife needs it, that's part of the chiv. You have to accommodate her in those t- points in pregnancy where it's very clear that she wants it more often than normal and you need to provide that for her. But, but let's say that's not the case. And this is a Shiloh that was asked sometimes. And in a way, it's an interesting question. The interesting question is, is that technically, because there's no Issa you could have relations as often as you want and for a long stretch of time. So over here also, the question is, like we said, the balance, the balance of not to have your head totally solely on Tashmish, which is not a healthy thing, which he said in the last year, that's the panemius of what they're saying, that you shouldn't be near your wives all the time like roosters, that that's really the kavana behind it, not to hyper-focus on Tashmish, which is a very unhealthy thing for a healthy, human balanced human being. But at the same time, um, you know, and also to understand your own body. Very often, even if a husband and wife, we said, technically it's mutter to have tashmish as long, must, as often as they want, but sometimes you'll feel in your own body it's too much and, and, and it's not healthy. And that's part of what the Rambam says, to be careful with being marba in it. But a good Eitzah probably would be for couples that are grappling with this, that the you know that it, it it let's say it becomes sort of a monotonous routine now because there's no nida and mikvah period and so on and so forth, and of course this needs to be done with the full permission and trying it out between the two between the couple, is they may mutually between themselves decide you know something, because you know we're available to each other there's no real nida period, let's on intentionally between the two of us. M- you know, minimize it at some points to stick to the twice, three times a week or whatever they want, whatever their boundary is, not every night, or some space just simply for the idea that it could give a new hischachis, a new refreshing, a refresh, refreshness and, and, and renewal to the, to the marriage during pregnancy. We know the Gemara brings down, and this is an, an, uh, uh, the idea of Nida, the bracha of, of the Nida period is, is that every single month there's a potential for a new renewal. Mamash like a new chasana. You're getting a new wife every month. That's the way you need to look at it. The way you look at the Nida cycles in that period is that Hashem made it on purpose this way, like the, the Lovana is always renewing itself. Here there's a constant renewal. And every month, your mamish getting a new wife. Every month, there is a new chasana, a new yichud room, a new zivig of, of the first night of your marriage in a certain way. And that adds, brings a freshness to the marriage. Now, a couple where they're pregnant, where the wife is pregnant, this may be a good etzatayva from time to time. And again, of course, if there's a need and whatever it is, they, they could always switch it around and whatever it is. But if they mutually both agree and said, you know something, let's take a break the next two nights, three nights, whatever it is, and we'll designate that particular night. That way we could anticipate towards it and, 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 and look forward to it more and to remove, to take away the staleness of it. That's just um, an Eitzetayva during pregnancy to keep the renewal and the schachis in the pregnancy period where you could have months on end where they're mutter to each other.
You see from here, by the way, just a fascinating thing that everything has their ups and downs. You know, it's, it, it could be sometimes distressing or stressful when it's a need period and you really feel you need this closeness, but the Torah says no, and we keep all the halachas. So it is difficult, but again, but at the same time, the flip side of it, the enhancement of the tainug of it, of when you finally reunite is something very, very special. And when you're pregnant, Baruch Hashem, number one, the bracha of that you're having a child, Baruch Hashem, is a beautiful thing. The fact that you're permitted now all the time relieves a lot of that stress. That you don't have a long need, a period where you're not available. So that also is a big bracha. But it comes with the challenge of the lack of ischatches sometimes. So this is just an etzah toiva. So we're going to start now talking about the idea of the intimacy process that you have to realize it's a process. We said this in the first year in this subject. To, men need to get it out of their heads, women too, that mitzvah's aina is not the act of bia. Mitzvah's aina is not sexual intercourse. Sexual intercourse, mitzvah atzmai, is a maisa behema. Animals do the same thing. Mitzvah's aina is complicated, it's delicate, it's an evolved process. It's, it comes from activating its alikim by all humanity. By special Kedushas Yisrael, Nishmas Yisrael, by Yisrael, you're ac- accessing his soul, his Chelek Lakami Mal Mamush, is connected with the Aina. The act of Bia is one stage of the process, the physical part, when there's two other parts of emotional and spiritual. Now the idea behind it is, is the Mishabura brings down, in Arachayim Simen Resh Pei Simen Gimel, in the name of the Bach, that one needs to be careful even before nightfall comes on, on a night where they're to be intimate, is to show extra endearment, the extra love to his wife, and to be careful, of course, to avoid any quarreling. The Bach inside brings down that if there's tension, there needs to be some type of appeasement to relieve that tension. And... And in the Bach itself, it seems that he writes that the reason for this chiv is to show his wife extra chiba already during the day is to make sure that the mitzvah's aina shouldn't be canceled. And again, if you think about it, why was that necessary? Why can't he just show an extra endearment during that time where they're going to be together or close to that time? Why does it have to already be many hours before? And the answer is very simple. Alpiteva. Alpiteva, she may think you don't really mean it. Again, and it's human nature to feel that way. If you start demonstrating that extra chiba immediately before intimacy, she may be prone to thinking that this is your way of getting what you want physically, to satisfy your taiva through her. She needs to be convinced that you truly love her and they want to engage in intimacy with her as an outgrowth of that ahava. That way, you do this by expressing that chibi yaseira and affection during the daytime, long before it is actually time to commence intimacy. Now, the question is, and again, I'm just talking out loud as I'm reading this, is it's a little problematic, I would think, if it's the leil tefillah, because that day... Before Leil Tefillah, you're still a Nida, she's still a Nida, and they still do the Harchakis, and all these things are, 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 um, 
are are held in force. So extra chibi yaseira in certain way, certain aspects of it may not even be permitted in that period of time when she's still in Ida. So I guess when she, if, if it is Leil Tefillah, but still that day, the se- day seven, when she's going to the mikveh that night, you have to keep the halachas of Nida in the Harchakais, the Chal like the other six days, no difference, and all the days before, no difference. But in the word, the verb, the verbal aspects of it, you also have to be careful. You can't talk in intimate ways and so on and so forth. So it has to be, obviously, you have to keep all those halachas, but it would seem that there's a certain chiba yaseira of certain affection, that which is muta to do, that you need to do then too, but it's different than when she's tar, obviously. But the idea behind it is, is that it's clear by doing this, the benefit is, is that you're showing that affection a lot of hours before to show that we're doing this mitzvah because of Aina. It's not just my physical desires. It's because I love you. And that's really the message you, you're trying to convey. You're trying to demonstrate to her that she has your heart. It's not just lust. It's not just a physical release. It is my heart that's with you. And that's the concept of having this chibi yaseira, not just right before intimacy, but through the course of the day. It also is the emotional intimacy that a wife needs before getting to the physical intimacy. Like we said many times, a wife maybe have these sexual needs very strongly even, but she needs that emotional connection in order to get started in the actual intimacy process. And the chibi yaseira, the affection, the love that you're showing her, gets her to that mode of that emotional connection that will lead to that intimacy in a healthy way. And again, I want to reiterate the point that for many husbands, men in particular, this is a, this is this does take some work, but it, it, the rewards of it are so rewarding subsequently that it brings the, the, the biggest bracha in your life, and it translates in the physical as well. So sometimes it's hard for husbands to slow themselves down, and 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 recognize the need, the importance of not just the physical aspects of the aina, but the emotional and spiritual aspects. Yes, it takes sometimes hard work and reframing your brain and putting in the effort, but this is effort that definitely, when done the right way, is plants tremendous amounts of seeds of Paris. And to be frank, if you want a healthy, vibrant sexual life with your wife, by focusing on the emotional and spiritual components as well, strongly, that will enhance the physical. That will enhance and make the physical much better than you could ever imagine. While if you just, paradoxically, only focus on the physical, it'll have negative effects. And it won't be as close to being as pleasurable as it would be if you have all three components. The three components together, physical, spiritual, emotional, heightens the physical aspect of it, does not diminish it. This is what people make a mistake. They think, okay, you know, I'm thinking about other aspects of it, the emotional and spiritual, it'll diminish my physical pleasure. And this is a very shallow, short-term type of thinking. Because if you look at the bigger picture of it, that Adarabha, the opposite is true. It may seem like it's not that way, the more you pull away and involve in the emotional and spiritual aspects, 
then there'll be less focus on the physical, hence less pleasure. But this is a mistake that many, many men in their brain make, but it is incorrect. It is totally incorrect. The only path to healthy aina is to stress, besides the physical, the other two components of emotional and spiritual as well. Brochen